Welcome to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast, helping entrepreneurs tackle real-world problems in their businesses with tips, tricks, and advice from other solopreneurs. In this episode, I chat with Leandra Foster, a money mindset coach, about her personal aha over why both money skills and a positive mindset are needed to grow wealth. Hello, and welcome to Flow Working Entrepreneurs. I am Megan Anderson, founder and CEO of Flow, joined by Leandra Foster of Elon Life, a money and mindset expert. How are you doing today, Leandra? I'm doing well. Thanks, Megan. Good. I love the bright colors. We're in fall colors now. I know. It's supposed to be kind of cool today, and I was like, oh, I forgot I had this because I always put my winter clothes away. Yes, it's that time of year here in Colorado that we get to start bringing out all of our cozy, cozy clothes. So, well, thank you for joining me this morning. I'm excited to have another fun chat this week all about money management and kind of some of our stories around money. And that's actually kind of what I wanted us to talk about today, because I know the group course you're running right now is Practical Magical Millionaires, and you take that approach of the practical, the knowing your numbers and doing the budgeting and doing the work. And then you also take the approach of, well, getting your mind right. And so you'd mentioned a minute ago that, you know, a lot of people just want to focus on the mindset. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on why, okay, we could do mind or we could do money, but how, you know, it's really important that we put them together. I think that it's, yes. so share a bit about how that works for you and how you work with your clients on, marrying the two together so you actually get somewhere. Yeah. You know, it actually started for me a long time ago. So I um, I was a former actuary, which most people don't know what that is, but it's like the math and statistic nerds. They're, they often work for insurance companies. They're the ones who look at all the data and all this information that comes in and figure out the buckets that you'll be put into and how much you'll be charged. So that's a quick and easy way of doing it. I was actually a pension actuary, which means that I figured out how much companies needed to put into their pension plans so they could pay people when they retired. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you all of that because it is, um, a lot of it was focused on statistics, but a lot of it was based on financial math Mm -hmm. because of like the compound interest of money. So we actually took, an entire course to become an actuary. We took an entire semester long course called the theory of interest. Hmm. And it was all about compound interest. Yeah. And what I found really interesting was that here I was in my early twenties and I was, we were making really good salaries. Actuaries are paid very well. And one of my colleagues, um, was in credit card debt. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, how are you in credit card debt? Like, you know, you, you've taken the entire class of theory of interest. Like, you know how compound interest works. You know how these high interest rates work. And so we sat down and, and I helped her figure it out and said, you know, like, you've got, you've got a very good income. You went from nothing to this high income. So you should be able to get out of debt easily. And she did. She was out within six months because we made the plan and, and she saw it. And interestingly enough, um, it wasn't maybe a year later, she ended up in the same place. Like she had bought a new house. She furnished everything with Pottery Barn. And and I didn't understand at the time. I was like, 
to me, creating a budget for someone was like one and done. Like this is a bad business model because yeah. you know how to do it once and then they can do it. Yep. And then when she was in the same place again, I thought, well, that's really weird. Again, she has the same education that I have on how this works. I, I helped her make a budget. How did, you know, how did this happen? Yeah. And I didn't understand it. Honestly, I didn't understand it probably for at least 10 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I may have shared it on here where I just had this like head smacking moment of like, oh, I get it. So um, it was when I was teaching finance at Colorado State University and it was fall. You know, the weather was still hot. It was mm -hmm. back to school time. I had been sitting in my office all day, just like making lesson plans, getting ready, just very cerebral, for lack of a better word. And it was the end of the day. I was walking out across the student parking lot and I was noticing like how in my head I was and I had to go pick up my kids from daycare. So I was yeah. like, okay, I need to get like, I need to get back into my body and out of my head. And as I'm walking through the parking lot, the student parking lot, there was a Maserati, like yeah. a fancy sports car. Yeah. And I remember looking at it and just being like, who buys their kid a Maserati? Like seriously. Yeah. And here's where I had all the practical background knowledge. I had worked at a hedge fund. So I was working with wealthy individuals. I'm now teaching the students who are about to become the future wealth managers. And everything that I had ever done in my career was all about wealth and wealth building. Uh -huh. And it was sort of like, oh, why are you so disgusted by that? Uh-huh. And that, that was the beginning of me understanding my relationship with money. And so I under, I finally understood why this colleague of mine 10 years before got herself in the same position, even though she had the practical skills to know better. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. So we can know what to do and still have a bad relationship with money. The same is also true right? Is that um, nowadays with people being all about meditation and centering and grounding and trusting and all the, the buzzwords of the time, um, and we've talked about the money games that I like to play, I see a lot of people in these money games working on getting in the flow yeah. and just understanding the ebb and flow of money and being in that place, but then they lack the skills to actually money manage it. So the flow just flows. And actually one of the games that we play in, um, in the, one of the money games that I play um, is to imagine that you have a lake. And of course we've all seen like stagnant pools of water. So this is not a stagnant pool of water because that's also not good, but there's fresh flow in and there's fresh flow out of the lake, but that your lake is getting bigger because you're able to hold on to some of it while still letting it flow in and still letting it flow out. And so if you don't have the practical skills to build that lake, it's just a river coming in and going right out, coming in and going right out. And yeah, you're standing in the, in the flow and you're just trusting that it's going to be there, but you don't know when it's going to be a drought or when it's going to be a flood. And so having that, that capacity to 
build a dam essentially, or, you know, to, to have the fresh flow in the fresh flow out, but room for expansion when there's more and some reserves when there's less, that's what the combination does for you. So if you, if you want to look at in that, that metaphor, the mindset piece by itself is standing in the river yeah. and having the practical piece is having the reservoir. But if you only have the practical piece, you got a stagnant pond that's stinky and gross nasty. and it's not growing and it's not, you know, it's just scummy and nasty. Right. So that's really why we want to have both the mindset piece and the practical piece is so that we can have the river flowing with fresh water and having the reservoir that can manage big influxes and times of, of less and have reserves. No, that's a fantastic analogy. I haven't heard that one before. And that's a really great way to look at it because it is, it's true. Like, you know, I, I will say I was, I was a human that I worked in financial insurance, you know, background and, and I too got a financial education. I understood budgets. I've run on businesses. I've done budgeting. I've done bookkeeping. So, but then only recently, I, you know, I personally got divorced a couple of years ago and that was when I recognized, wow. And I still haven't unwound it. I'm still working very hard on the, the mindset piece, but it's true that you can actually know what to do and never actually do it because you're so stuck one way or the other. So it's really that togetherness that actually gets you the action or gets you, like you said, that fresh reservoir that is actually moving money as you need it. Um, you know, we've talked about keeping reserves and being prudent with your money and not always spending it. And that's the practical stuff. But then that mindset is, you know, it, more is going to come. I can, I can release this. You've talked about that. I can release this because more is coming. And that's, that's, that's good. So yeah, that's a fantastic. And some, sometimes we're just as scared as, of more coming as we are of there not being enough. And so that's why that reservoir with the ability to expand and contract is so important of like, I mean, I probably see as much fear in people's faces of when they're like, uh, I got this inheritance and I don't know what to do with it. And it's like, they're not saying it, but it's almost like I'm not responsible enough to have this much money. Yeah. And so that again is the practical side of feeling responsible enough to have that much money and knowing what to do with it. So, so that reserve, it contracts and it expands. And that, again, that's why both are important, but they need to be married together. They have to be married together. Yeah. I love that. And that's, and I know that's exactly why you created the practical magical millionaires was to help people with both sides of the coin, you know, to, okay, here's what you do now do it. And here's how you think. And here's how we can work through the mind stuff, you know, and somebody told me that most of our money mindset is set by the age of five or six. And we don't even recognize I it. Yep. Yep. Going back into my, like, because you were saying I'm not there yet. I'm still working on it too. And this was, this, this realization was more than three years ago. Yeah. Almost four years ago. And I, I still find pieces where I'm like, Oh, got to unravel that. But, but, um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. It's, it's okay. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. It'll come back. It'll um, come back. But yeah, no, I think it's really important for people to understand that you have a relationship with money and you have skills around money and both have to be worked on. And, and, and like you said, you're never there. It's not one of those things. Some of the practical stuff you could learn 
but then you'll get in bad habits and stop doing it. So you have to relearn it and refresh it. Or you you do some big mindset shifts and all of a sudden you've expanded and then you you have that moment of like, oh, I have more money than I've ever had before. Now what do I do with it? So so we're never done. We're no. never there, right? Like we're always growing and even I am leveling up of, I've always learned and been taught. That's what it was since yeah. five years old. In unraveling, in unraveling it, I realized that it started when I was five. Yeah. Exactly. Five. So yes, I agree with it. Your money story start at, around that age of awareness. Um, and now I'm going to lose my next train of thought, which uh, right. we're just going to jump all over today. Conversation. That's what I love about these. They're more conversation than anything. Cause that's what happens. I know. No, I know. Yeah. We'll close that loop and we'll open another one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all right. Uh, but no, it is, as, as children, children, we, you know, we hear and see people talking about money all the time, whether they know we're listening or not. I think we all forget how much spongy our children are. Um, and so just, you know, you hear things like, oh, money, you know, and you've shared it before that you're not sure when the money's coming. So hold on to it. I know you've shared that part before. And then some other people might've grown up with money, money, money. And then they get in their twenties and it's like, no money. I, I, I don't know how to do it. So it's that, you know, it's never easy. I think for anybody, at least the masses, most of us, it's not easy to, to actually have a good relationship and manage our money until we get a little older and a little wiser. <laughs> That was what I was going to say. See, I knew I'd close this loop if you kept talking. Um, so the, the second loop to close was that I've always been taught, I've always learned, and I have always taught, been taught, learned, and taught financial security. Mm. But financial security means that you're always working for money, and financial freedom is when your money is working for you. And so to what we were saying earlier is that we're never done. We're never done on our mindset piece. We're never done on our learning piece because for me, moving from financial security into financial freedom is a whole different mindset of buying assets. So whether that's stocks or houses or whatever, that's going to give you money so that you don't have to work, which is essentially what retirement is, right? So you could call it retiring early. You can call it um, being financially in the, uh, but independently wealthy, yeah. independently wealthy, where you don't have to work because your money is doing all of it for you. So you're never done learning. Yes, it starts at age five. And then it sort of seems like we spend our adulthood unraveling what we decided at age five. But even when you do, it's, it's kind of fun. It's just like a little game, right? Of like, how far can you level up? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that is just fantastic way to end this conversation today. So those of you who are listening or watching, if you would like to get some more information, I know I'm watching my dog in the background. If you want to get some more information from Leandra and connect with her, make sure to tap the link below um, in the comments so you can get her free pricing calculator. I know that's what we have free right now. And just connect a little bit more with Leandra through our Flow Working Network. And Leandra, thank you so much. I know we will not see you next week because you get to be on vacation, but we look forward to chatting again the week after. And I hope you have a fantastic vacation. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. See you soon.